there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It went as worse as it possibly could have gone, really. I don't know if this could have gone much worse. Not your favourite granddad, but a granddad nonetheless. But one of the two you've got, and he's a little, and he's sort of into trains. Every time it's it's going so bad for Chelsea, somehow something works out. Yeah, yeah. Can I just ask you, what if you guys just bought Brighton? Like, because I feel like your thing is, <laughs> I feel like your thing is, we just want what you've got. Leicester and Brendan Rodgers losing his job, and the next option, uh, Graham Potter is the hot favourite. They just need a manager who comes in and goes, right, I'm getting you to the end of the season. Frank? No. Oh! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Ripple Effect with me, James Alcott. Uh, it is a crazy Monday morning that we're recording this one and it's me on my own for a second again we want to get back to that because uh, I want to be able to have that little bit of time with you but it does feel a little bit odd in the beautiful Spotify studios we're going to get our word of the week involved as well and of course we're going to be talking to two wonderful guests uh, it's a big week for Liverpool and for Chelsea so we've got Lawrence McKenna and we've got Zach Jalab who is hot off the reeling effect of Graham Potter getting the sack. We've got some quick fire ripples. I'm going to go through as, with you guys as well because we need a bit of time, just us, okay? Uh, before I do get into that, uh, thank you so much for all the support with the podcast. And when you're seeing those ripple effects, make sure you tweet me uh, at James Alcott. And if you are listening right now, if you do want to support the podcast and myself, then please do consider following and giving us a five star rating. They're the best ones. Uh, word of the week. Uh, my producer's going to chuck this in each week and I'm going to kind of riff off it. Um, but I do find this one interesting. Loyalty. Okay. So the definition of loyalty is the quality of being loyal. Now that sounds obvious, but actually if you think about it, what it says to me is that loyalty isn't a two-way streak. It's a one-way thing. The quality of being loyal. It's something that you can offer, but you're not always going to get it back. Uh, the other definition of it is a strong feeling of support or allegiance again incredibly pertinent when we're talking about managers losing their jobs and wow we've got so much to, to get through when it comes to Brendan Rodgers and of course Graham Potter losing his job and you know some managers coming in and getting that little bounce I want to talk about the bounce as well I want to talk about fans parts to play in the consequences of these managers futures because it is just it's getting crazy now. Quick fire ripples from you guys. Uh, make sure you are attuned to my Twitter account so that you make sure you get yours in. I'll read them out. Jack Grevin. Uh, he's a, he's a, well, is he a Palace, happy Palace fan? Let's see. Palace lost to their rivals, Brighton. 
which was the last straw for Vieira, who was then sacked. But that might be the reason they stay up as they scored two and beat Leicester this weekend. Their first game with Roy in charge might not have happened under Vieira. Crystal Palace, of course, like a week ahead of the likes of Leicester and Chelsea in terms of having that new guy through the door. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to say, because it's at the front of my mind. One thing I want to talk to the guys about is that almost like the best manager available now for all football fans is the new one because you get that new bounce. But if you keep getting people desensitised, are you going to continue to get that new bounce? Certainly, Crystal Palace got it. Vieira was massively struggling. And what Roy Hodgson brings is that clarity, is that balance to the team. He'll keep it simple. He'll keep it structured. And I think with the games that they've got, and I know for a fact my editor, Finn, who's literally watching me right now, he's got a big smile on his face because he's a Palace fan and they got a victory. So he's a happy boy. And Palace fans, I think generally, if you look at your fixtures, you should be okay. But Roy coming in is a safe pair of hands. And that is that's kind of what you want. There's different types of managers for different situations. Uh, add your name. Actually, he's got at It's That Ginger. Uh, it says, uh, a potential ripple is since uh, VR was unable to prove it, Pedence spat at Johnson, we could end up seeing a whole new breed of SHIT housing. Interesting this. Will there be new technology? Will there be sort of like heat cameras to make sure that you can see like the visible spit? Are there going to be like a whole swathe of people sort of fake spitting because they know they can get away with it as long as no saliva leaves their mouth? Either way, it's pretty disgusting. And I, I'm... I'm a, I'm amazed he got away with it. I think because he was the first one, I think that's why he got away with it. But would he get away with it long term? I'm not sure. Leo Tarrid says uh, the biggest ripple effect is coming. Is it a top six with one team dropping out, Liverpool, or are we now officially a top seven? I'd love to know how people feel about this because it has changed over the years, hasn't it? I think generally you kind of end up having a top two. Then you have a top four. Obviously, with the Champions League, it's a top four as well. But there was a top four back in the day, wasn't there? And now it's been top six, big six, greedy six, whatever you want to call them, for quite some time. But with Liverpool, uh, with Newcastle in particular, sorry, arriving at the party, I think it is a top seven. I think it's it's heading that way because Newcastle are not going anywhere, you know, as opposed to Leicester City, who, you know, it felt like they were punching a little bit throughout. Newcastle are not going anywhere. They're only going to sp- spend more money. They're only going to get better, you would imagine. Chris E. Potter sacked Chelsea to get new manager bounce against United. That's Man United, I imagine. United to miss out on top four, potentially damaging their transfer plans and Liverpool potentially missing out on their manager target in Nagelsmann. Now, Chris E., you're essentially saying there you want Klopp out. That is that is a dangerous thing to do. I think there is so much to talk about with Liverpool and Chelsea. It's a very odd season for them. And I think the big problem for a lot of people when we're talking about, say, loyalty, is that sort of... Um, the fact that you're right in front of what's going on and result bias, you know, Liverpool struggling right now. They've had other previous seasons where they've struggled and then they come back afresh and go again. The The bottom line is for both these teams, are they are very, very large teams with great squads and should be able to return to some form of greatness. But, you know, there's only so many trophies. But Klopp is a, is a discussion here. Nagelsmann is certainly a discussion. A very clear ripple effect when it comes to Chelsea is uh, obviously going to be a topic for debate. So much to get into. So I'm going to stop talking. But as I said, if you are new to the podcast, make sure you hit that follow button. Give, it a fi- give us a five star rating. And now we will um, dive into some of these ripple effects with Loz and with Zach. 
Lars, concentrate. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm well, well concentrated. Uh, right. Chelsea versus Liverpool is happening uh, tomorrow. I actually got the guys in. Thank you very much for joining me. Yeah. Zach Jalab. Thank you. From Football Daily. And works for Chelsea sometimes, so he's probably got to be careful. <laughs> and Lawrence McKenna, who Started actually works... Football Daily. Yeah. Yes. yes. Sort of... Football Daily fam. <laughs> Football Daily effect. That was a terrible idea. It really was. Yeah, you went too far. That. I went too far back. <laughs> and has worked, of course, with Liverpool in the past as well. Of course, yeah. And also Chelsea. Yes. But, uh, you know, everyone, they've got their own minds. So they're yes. going to give their opinions. Uh, so much happened yesterday. God. And the, we're recording this on Monday. And as I say, a couple of weeks ago, I was looking at the sort of fixtures. thinking, ah, oh, Liverpool, Chelsea. Great. We can do two wicked podcasts try and get you guys in to talk about this and then talk about uh, Liverpool-Chelsea and the sort of history between the two, which we'll be doing, and that will be dropping later in the week. But of course, last night, the statement comes out. Where do you go to first? In terms of sort of like your leapfrogging of, of places, do you go straight to, to Chelsea's official I Twitter do. when Graham Potter gets sacked? Or do you go to Fabrizio first? Chelsea first. Yeah, Although, Chelsea no, you first. hear it from Fabrizio, you read half the tweet, off I go into the Chelsea yeah. CHE and there it is unless yeah. Chelsea Grimes comes well, up a gentle I... sigh as you as you look at the Photoshop picture and it, yes yeah. again once again it was slightly disappointed <laughs> yeah it was could yeah. you put a drop shadow on that <laughs> yeah. could you just made it look vaguely realistic that would have been great thanks uh, yeah uh, yourself I had a weird one actually where uh, normally I'm always on my phone always mm. looking at Twitter all that kind of stuff but um, I'd gone to Sainsbury's was doing my shop had a nice time I was thinking what am I having for dinner what am I gonna what am I like Sunday night I was thinking do I go for a roast then I was like you know what? I'll go to the pub as well, have a drink. Nice. Wow. And then wasn't on my phone. And then half an hour later, I look at this, it's like, Graham Potter's been sacked. And my phone's just gone, absolutely really? notification, notification. Someone's calling me, like, do you want to come on tomorrow? <laughs> no. Well, so, yeah, so, <laughs> sorry, mate. Have you, have you got a sec just to pop on? Um, yeah, do you mind? Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Because yeah. well, uh, so so what I was doing, I just, uh, I just done a Newcastle Man United video, yeah. popping the headphones down, yeah. as it turning the computer off, and my phone lights up, and it's, it's Zach. And I literally picked up and I went, you dare. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I know why you're calling me. You're not calling me on a Sunday for a chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, you're going to bail on me, aren't you? He's yeah. like, no, no, you're all right. It's fine. I just might be a little late. But he wasn't. Spot on. Thank you. Well, why, were you a little, why would you have been a little late? Is this anything to do with the Chelsea management thing? Because people not, want you. When, yeah. when the manager gets sacked, I made the decision. Yeah, they yeah. come to me for the decision. Yeah, uh, yeah. Made it, yeah. They're like, Zach, what are your opinions? Zach um, with a thumb. Yeah. <laughs> like Caesar. I had to make a video uh, okay. this morning for Football Daily. Um, ranking the potential managers. Nice. This works really well for, uh, for your video then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, Graham Pelt getting the sack, first of all, is it the right decision? Are you okay with it? Um, Why did he get sacked? I've always been a believer in football of, of not sacking your manager. Personally, I think... Even... In, re, unless it gets awfully, awfully bad. And there are times, of course, there are I times. I think it is a personal thing. But in general, I'm like, if you as a board have made a decision to give this guy five years... Like, okay, if he had one year left on his deal, it's a bit different. But you've made a decision to give someone five years, you're committed to this. Like, you got to let it play out a little bit. Can you spin it the other way, maybe, where it's like, look, we committed to five years, but there's clearly, Graham Potter doesn't seem like an unreasonable guy. And I think he's, he's very perceptive. His, his soft skills seem good in terms of reading the room, right? Mm. Apart from when he sweared. But, you know, <laughs> my point with that is, if he's gone to them and gone, look, I, you know, this doesn't work for me. It's not working for you. We might as well just break this off now. You pay me the 60 mil and I'll walk away. Like, I think it, it's, maybe he's even, I think you might have said it in your video. He might have just gone... Call it 30. <laughs> well, I, well, I do, because I think managers going into a job now, 
the the thing that you'll probably be as excited about as anything is one thing you're certain about is that you're probably going to lose your job. Yeah. The second uh, the second thing that you're excited about is the payoff. Because you, be you don't, one. you know, that's that, that's gonna, the order for you, is it? <laughs> Not losing my job, payoff. But right. you need now training. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, if you, but if, say you are a callous human being, yeah. right? Say Frank Lampard's a callous human being. Say okay. that. He's not, I'm sure. Actually, I met him once and I was very drunk and he was very polite despite me being drunk. And so all you need is you need two jobs, don't you? Sure. You need to fail at those jobs and they need set to sack you. And you are set. You are you are sorted. I think, look, there's there are consequences here mm. when it comes to other managers going. Yeah. And to zoom out a little bit, the sort of when you sack and when you don't sack, I think is always very interesting. And I feel like there's there's a few new trends quite possibly and there's always been sort of the, the panic moments and one's always october sort of um, yeah. international break yeah and then march international yeah. break and now i think people are seeing 10 games to go and that's another sort of chance where we've got the option to go interim on this we can and going back to our, our podcast a couple of weeks ago big one <laughs> huge one <laughs> we were talking about those sort of firefighting managers that would swoop in yeah and for a little ten game stint, it's Aladice. it's not it's not. Yeah. What, is that what you want? <laughs> no, you want no, 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 no. Um, um, but but Graham Potter, yeah. the, the record wasn't great. I think the when you when you make that moment, when you make that call to do it, that's why I find interesting because so he's gone. So do you think you'll get Champions League now? No, exactly. Yeah, but <laughs> so unless I'm not win it. <laughs> so broadly, I think if you're going, if you're going, he's not the future, and we now know that. Fine. To sack him now and maybe not do it at the end of the season, like is is the sort of release of the vow so important? But I think if you wait, give it up. If you waited to the end of the season, I think you would have then gone. Well, give him preseason because he's not had a preseason yet, and he's got this time to develop. He can get rid of the players he wants to get. Like I can understand why he's done it now. The next ten games. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, probably yeah. The thing I'm trying to get to here is that. I think that obviously so much pressure naturally comes from the media, but it comes from the fan bases as well. And I'm mm. not going on. I mean, Chelsea Chelsea fans are quick to change, right? Yes. But all fans are at it now, like mm. all the time. Yeah, of course. And, and to some extent, I think it's because the fan bases have widened and because there are now people who have less emotional investment on in certain aspects of the game in the past, maybe they would have felt a more of an emotional you, investment in, if that makes sense, do you Be- not- just because of geography. Yeah. yeah. Do you also not think as well that fans feel like no more now? Like when I feel like I, like back like ten, much. like do yeah, exactly. But like like fifteen years ago, right? I felt like the average football fan was just somebody who watched the football on the weekend, supported the team, and that was it. They'd read maybe in the newspaper a little bit about a training ground bust up. Mm-hmm. Whereas nowadays, with Twitter and YouTube and social media, and obviously like uh, accounts like us and so on and so forth, <laughs> talking about football all the time, I feel like your average well, that's <laughs> what we're getting to. Um, the average football fan like knows more. Like you can go to a pub now and talk about like expected goals and stuff like this. Where ten years ago they would have like laughed you out the room even five years ago they would laugh you out the room do you know what I do? I, I do agree with what you're saying I think there's also a real problem for me in all of this I think I, you're being generous I do think you're really? being generous but at the yeah. same time because because if you're going on and I'm picking on XG here but like if you go down that route Chelsea dominated that game they had a really high XG and I think if that game happens two games into his tenure you go Oh, that was really unfortunate. They've had two chances, yeah, and that's yeah, it. Yeah. We've dominated them otherwise. I think look, it's valid that it wasn't working, but you can kind of you can spin it both ways, and that's why I come back to the idea that I think it's quite a 
personal thing. I think mm. you're right in terms of the noise. I think there's so much noise all the time, and especially with social media, like yes. all the time. You and just go down your Twitter way, account, it's and it's all extremes, right? Yeah. It's and when you're winning, you're the best manager in the world, and it's like, look at this great football he's playing. So like, look at Arsenal now with Arteta and Arsenal fans. You know, we all believed in him. We yeah, all did this. What like, a hey, what a guy! What a guy! Whereas well, we a year ago, half these guys are going, get him out. That's it. Get him gone. And, and, and there, there needs to be accountability to the fans. That's what that's the point I want to get to. As in but, accountability, as in we go back to those fans I, and go, sorry, we have receipts on these tweets. Or like, what's the, what do you think I that think, is? How so, does that embody itself? I just think it's very, it's so, it's road rage. It's so mm. easy to go, get him out, get the next guy in. Like when these managers, as we know, like where they're nuts off to try and, despite being excited about the payday at the sure. end of it all, they're nuts off to, to you know, to try and, and succeed in this. And we know how hard it is to be a manager. I just think like, it's, if you want to be right, be a pessimist. I would mm. love that phrase. Like, uh, and it's, so when, when the like Arteta's as well, like get that amount of time that they needed, because it is about data set it as is. well. And results bias is so, recency bias, sorry, is so huge. I think, again, if you give him another 10 games, he wins eight out of that 10 games. All of a sudden he's a good manager. Yeah, and, and if you're yeah. a pessimist with that, also if you're always picking holes, then in the end you will be right because yes. decline is yes. an inevitable yes. part we're, of the game. We're going to come on to Brendan Rodgers and I was talk, uh, I was watching Speaking a video. I was chatting to Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking to... I was listening to, sorry, th- this uh, video about the fans sort of reacting to it, Leicester City fans. And all, one guy starts going... I said this in no. I said this eighteen months ago. Yeah. Told you, told you. Like, and when they won the FA Cup, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's only downwards from here, lads. <laughs> but, but the thing, him calling it like you're gonna call it at some point. I, I mm. realised the hypocrisy that I tweeted a picture yesterday about the fact that Graham Potter will get eaten alive. So yeah. uh, I'm feeling bad about that. But you were right on that. But, but what he said was the thing that he said that I thought was like outrageous was that he said a lot of you guys flip flopped on this. But I was uh, I was um, I was certain from then that he wasn't the right. right. It's like, well, that, is that a way to live? Right. So you took your. How can saying, you succeed yeah. when there's such a huge amount of fans that are behaving in that fashion? Well, because that's kind of your job as a manager. In all of the furore and the toxicity of the situation, you are not the person taking part in that. So, so it's partly your ability to manage those aspects of the game as well. And so that is partly why the, I think particular toxic elements of the Chelsea fan base because every fan base has toxic oh, elements yeah, and every fan base has toxic traits yes, right yes. also if when i'm saying toxic i just mean like not helpful to the winning not culture helpful, yeah, yeah. yeah i think that's just not help i tweeted a, i tweeted a guy who's got a qpr account and he was saying look at all these players that supposedly the cavalry were coming back to yeah. save us right and then we lose and like all these players now have played so many games and haven't won and i i tweeted okay how's that helping <laughs> yes <laughs> because it, how it feels matters yes how it feels matters and the bottom line with Graham Potter is he wasn't sort of bulletproof enough in his presentation yeah. to to sort of but and there, also getting the results. But there are little things, right? Like the video of the thing where it was like we're going to win the the I don't know whether I can swear or not, but like we're yeah. going to win the Champions League yeah, and yeah. we're going to and like other things where it'd be like um like I for instance for myself I found that funny like I think that's good I thought that like for me that's worked. However, you then look at like how that's gone down the fan base and everyone's like this is not good. Like it's this whole thing like he's not the you know the, he's not a Chelsea manager he's not somebody that can go on to 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 lead us. He's you know he's getting a, he has got that Jose Mourinho press conference style yeah because uh, which was there was the game against West Ham mm-hmm. and um, what midfielder uh, big boy in midfield made a, made a handball and Suchek, uh, Suchek made a handball uh, in the box it's really bad like should have been a penalty yeah. um, and they were asking him in the press conference uh, about about it like what do you think and he was like oh it's a great save and people were like why is he making a joke out of it we've lost the game I mean, we drew the game we, should, we could have got a penalty there to win the game so on and so forth to me I'm like funny a lot of people like obviously don't look at football the way I do or whatever um 
Well, like that just showcases that he's not this guy who's got this, who's got this like Jose Mourinho thing that's to him. I think that's the thing with Chelsea fans in particular. Chelsea have had a lot of managers who are very good at that stuff. Yes. And can like, and can, and can play the press really well. And, and that's what like they're it's used to. Fake it make it. Yeah, to a degree. And so when they see it, it the other way around. Yeah. The, oh yeah, they do. The, the press kind of buy into the Chelsea manager, I think. Because it helps. 100%. Them. Because first of all, they're playing to the gallery because they know Chelsea yeah. fans are the kind of people who are going to buy papers yeah. and get involved in these kind of things. They know they're going to do the phone and they also know if you build up these people then ultimately you've got the big downfall when yeah, Mourinho yes, or yes, any yes. of these big toxic yeah. characters come in and they get the change so either way they win right yeah. and that's part of the problem is is this is this over analysis of every tiny incidental moment that happens where we then get to a point where it's like oh you I've I know you You've seen like five clips of the guy. Mm, yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. saying like, if the players like him, broadly, if the players like him and they're invested in him, screw what you think. Mm. I'd, and, you know, all this, uh, he's Chelsea man, he's not kind of thing. I get that. Do you, do you necessarily think it's, some people are invested in toxic relationships, right? <laughs> I think to an extent, some people at Chelsea and in other clubs are invested in their own toxic traits and they perpetuate them <laughs> to get themselves ahead of other people, right? And the problem being with that then, you get to a point where you're so far down the rabbit hole, you don't know what is going to be good for your club in the future and you can't pivot out of being, oh, we need another Mourinho, we need another Conte, we need another yeah, yeah, yeah. Alpha when actually the trend is broadly maybe going in a different direction from where you are right now. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. not done well <laughs> no he hasn't, he hasn't. 31 um, games 12 yeah. wins 8 draws 11 losses and so the goals for and against I think is a big one for me 33, 33 goals scored 31 against win percentage of 38% mm. um, but I, I, I think that's the thing like you know we talk about these sort of the consequence of Potter getting sacked really deep down and, and I felt it myself because when uh, Neil Critchley left QPR you go oh we get the bounce now. We get, I, get, I get to trade in for a bounce. I don't the, know. The best manager, manager going to be a bounce, honestly. But that's it, that, that, I, I'm, the more we're looking for a bounce, the less bounce there is because yeah. you've got to get high enough to get a yeah. bounce. Do you know what I mean? And, and I'll tell you the bounce. We got Liverpool. We got Liverpool. Sure. That could be a big bounce if who's, we win that. Who's game. managing you for that? Bruno. Bruno, Bruno right. who was the obviously the defender at Brighton in 2019, yeah. who then mm. joined Potter's backroom staff. So, so, sorry, then tell he me how a proxy of Graham Potter is a better thing than Gra- it's a man doing the impression of Graham Potter. Surely, so supposedly, supposedly Graham Potter is left and the assistant manager is left. The rest of the backroom staff are there. Until uh, they get the new person in their backroom staff that to, help the they, to help with the collaboration, yeah, with, yeah. with a smooth transition. Yes, to help right. transition. I love the statements because I'm always like, "There's you, there'll be one or two off Vinacular, words." Yeah. Do you not yeah. think as well the statement? I, I'd love to be like. Sometimes I find like being like a fly in the room or fly in the wall would be amazing just to see like what words they like as they write it. Be like, don't put that word. Yeah, yeah. You've got to think about collaboration. I imagine like three people around a laptop and they go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the word yeah. here? Collaboration. Yes, put that. Put that. Yes. I wonder if." This will be corroboration. Will we see collaborate more often? Sure. And and I bet there is a reason for that because maybe Graham Potter's gone. Well, I, I 
I don't really want to go, but I get what you're getting at here. It's not really going great. I mean, I'm happy to collaborate with you on that, but it's I'm, not, I'm go, not going by mutual consent. Yeah. And, and I think, because okay. he would have gone, oh, so mutual consent's fine. Are they yeah. the, and go, well, no, I don't really want me, because they'll think that I was okay with it. I don't really want them knowing that. But I'm happy to collaborate. I think I'm more of a, fo- a director of football type, if I'm honest. Like, maybe I could move upstairs. I don't know. Exactly. Well, the guy's going, well, but you're, you're still having to go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And you want a smooth, tra- you want a smooth, smooth transition. transition. Smooth transition, good. Would you say you're willing to collaborate? He's willing to collaborate. Yes. <laughs> I think that I'm going to be in cheesy seeing club statements moving, uh, moving forward. Sure, I don't know. There are also certain managures where they're a more agreeable character, and I think that's part of the problem for him. He's yes. so agreeable. Right, yeah. that, so we also that kind read of got him. Well, did you not see? Yeah. Did you not see his press conference after the game against uh, against what, Aston Villa? Well, he was just like he he was like. I understand how the fans... Are. He said it quite a few times. Like, I understand how the fans are feeling. He goes like, obviously, this isn't the results that we, we're expecting. They deserve better, so on and so forth. Thank you for that. But he goes, we need the support for Tuesday. Like, I wonder that where he's like, am I even going to be there Tuesday? Oh, of course. Of course um, he's wondering that. Yeah. Of course he's wondering that. Does he? Th- I, surely I thought some of the ways that he fielded his teams always made me think... Oh, you think you're in this for the long haul? Because oh, do you, really? No, yeah. So, so there were a few times okay. where I thought you've benched someone there, or you've not started this guy, and and then it switched and it went. Oh, you now need some results. Yes, yeah. But there was a yes. point, there was a period where it went. I'm in. I'm here, guys. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, I can and, um, that. and accept me for who I am. Yeah, because yeah. the part I'd say the yeah. past five games, six, it, seven games, it switched, and it. it was like, okay, we need to win this game. Yeah, don't because it get to the 60th minute, and we're winning uh, against Everton, winning two one or one nil at one yeah, point, and then it's it goes, okay, we're taking off two of our attackers, two defenders on, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, you remember who you are here? You're meant to be Chelsea. You're meant to be scored. You're meant to be beating Everton three 0 That's one of those toxic traits that you guys have. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Standards. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, that's my other thing. I have standards. You stand like a Love Island contestant <laughs> when you say things like that. When so, so I saw someone tweeting last night and they oh. said like, oh no, we just have standards of this sort of than that. And I'm like, <laughs> it's you, not my type on paper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> uh, you have standards. Sorry, your club, is, the standard is where your club is. That is, that's literally the standard. Your club embodies what the standard of the club at that time is. You can have aspirations yeah. and expectations, but the standard is what you have said at that point. And I think one thing we're massively overlooking here is the standards under Abramovich for a long time were perceived to be very high because they were papering over a lot of cracks. And I think Todd Bowley's come in and gone, what is going on here? Mm. And then he's brought in another manager for change and gone, Okay, you change things while we're changing all this. And Graham Potter is just caught in a sea of change yeah, yeah. at any one time. And I reckon the, a lot of the players probably look at that and going, a lot is changing. Why do you think Mason Mount is reluctant to sign a new contract? Maybe it's the length or maybe it's the fee or whatever it is. But the part of my reluctancy would be, do I really want to commit my future at a club where I don't necessarily know where they're going to be yeah. next season? Mm. Well, I'm not saying, therefore, they're going down. Mm. But I'm just saying there's a lot of change that make an agent goes, a lot of change though, mate, a lot of change. Yeah, 100%. Sure, you don't want to wear that red with, shirt? With all that change, though, I think one criticism of Potter, which is fair, is that I feel like he, he's not truly, there, there isn't that feeling of being a, a, a figurehead. Yeah. By, and by that, man. He's a coach. When I, mm. Yeah, and I guess that is his general role, so I get that. But like, with Arteta, you know his principles. It feels like he's standing still, Arteta. It feels like Potter was just sort of floating in the sea. What, what, <laughs> like, but Arteta was good about. in those early press conferences because Arteta yeah. said things like he had, um, what were they, like un- unbreakable rules or something like yeah. that, right? I can't, I can't remember the exact phrase. Non-negotiables, yeah. So he had his non-negotiables. He set down this hard and fast thing very quick yeah. where everyone was like, wow. 
this guy wants X. Yeah. Whereas Graham Potter came in and it was a bit like, what is it you want, Graham? Oh, tea or coffee, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you saw that. But it should have just... been no tea, two sugars, and remember yeah. it. No, yeah. no, and, that's and remember point. that. And remember it, kid. <laughs> yeah. And, and, that, and that is to Todd Bowley. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you kind of saw that with his team selection as well, actually. There's so many yeah. changes as well. That's the thing. I think it's a really interesting one because he's obviously, he's obviously failing. And he probably would have failed, sure. But but how much truly changes? Like especially whilst you're still in the Champions League, maybe they're sort of gunning for that again, that little bounce. Get Di Matteo in, might get you there. In terms of um, people that could uh, come in and and take the job, Mm -hmm. first of all, between now and the end of the season, I was sort of looking at win percentages, and and his isn't great. Uh, The only manager with the worst. Uh, win percentage was Gus Hiddink in his second stint. Gus Hiddink is one of those ones you could have kind of, you know, copy and paste him back in, although the second stint didn't work very well. There was one name that sort of leapt out at me. You can say Rafa. No. Okay. His win percentage was worse than Rafa Benitez. Yeah. I mean, of course it was. I mean, yeah. 58% for, yeah, uh, for Rafa Benitez. That's actually pretty rude. Let, let me throw this name at you. Zach, what do you think? League, Rafa. No. Steve Holland. Interim. To me, I don't like. Someone you've got your your inter your inter your interim right now is is Bruno, like essentially. I, still, I can't understand this. Can, can I just ask you, what if you guys just bought Brighton? Like, because I feel like your thing is, <laughs> I feel like your thing is, we just want what you've got. Do you think Tobelli's going going? Do I quite like deserve it? We can't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if he did that, that would be amazing. If he just went, look, tw- twenty-one mil again. We know we've yeah, got yeah. we've got all the terms. Set high in. Literally, yeah. they just cross out Graham on the contract <laughs> and put in Deserbi above it. And That's the AGM, it Todd, you've done this twice now. Is there any kind of strategy? We'll get there. I know, but is there any kind of strategy? Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> look, I've got a good deal on my Amex. All right, that's all it is. Stop going back to Brighton. Like I feel like they are they're invested in this, and Deserbi is one of those names. I can't be Deserbi. I just think. There is so much, there's only so much pie you can have in your face. If that makes sense. <laughs> it's quite yeah. damning. It's like, you quite can't damning. just keep keep like taking like taking the is L. It's quite going. damning though that, that basically one of the best run clubs in the league. The manager is then succeeding. Mm. He is then succeeded by another manager who actually does better than he did. And then when he comes into your club, it shows maybe how poorly run your club is. I think a, I think a big I think what we've got to remember as well when Chelsea obviously. Um, change change ownership like it we went from not just like a ch- normal change of ownership like say say for instance where it, if Manchester United get bought or whatever right where they've got the Glazers and so on and so forth we went from Roman Abramovich who mm. was like everything mm. from top down from top down it was everything him and Marina um and another person they they did everything right um where I think other clubs there are so it's, there's already that structure in place of you've got this guy and then you've got that guy or that woman this person and so forth um and so there was more I think there was the the biggest change you could have possibly had and so obviously yeah Bowley and co come in they've never ran a football club before for one as well so they're still figuring things out on the fly and as things go um Probably. and I think when they got Potter like they when they sat Tuchel I was like oh okay look quite disappointed but also I can understand it these guys have come in they want their person there who wants to collab- collaborate with them and keep and, and do this project so on and so forth it makes sense to me um, and I actually think like okay I think I think we all probably sat here when Potter went, went in charge went okay look it's weird they sat Tuchel but it's probably a good hire like th- that was the next stage yeah. of Potter I think we you know all he's kept a saying, good coach yeah we all kept saying that Potter's like ready for this next step to essentially one of the top six clubs you probably would have uh, thought it'd be Tottenham more than more than Chelsea, but it, but it happened. Um, and then I think obviously it went as worse as it possibly could have gone. Really, I don't know if this could have gone much worse. It's incredible. Does, does that not lead you then to Nagelsmann? Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, so first of all, before we get to Nagelsmann, well, let's do Nagelsmann because I think that part of it as well is 
surely if you're not going to sack him after Southampton that's the one by the way Southampton was the one because I I was there for Chelsea and and we lost 1-0 and I remember thinking oh my god if he doesn't go now he never goes right because that like wow. that was the that was the worst one. I think uh, Southampton was worse than Aston Villa. I think two yeah. things though, but like the Southampton one, sure. But before Real Madrid, before you get knocked mm. out of the Champions League. Because mm. you know like Man United used to do it. They go, Oh, well, you've been knocked out of the Champions League, now oh. off you go. You had all your chances. Yeah, you, yeah. We we gave you a yeah, we gave you a proper crack at it, sort of. With for him to go before that, it makes me feel like there has the Nagelsmann panic is there and that that is because if you don't sack Tuchel, you know where I'm going. If you Here don't sack Tuchel, mm-hmm. then when Tottenham get rid of Conte, Bayern Munich don't have the wobble and go. Okay, I think we probably want Tuchel before he gets pinched yeah. by someone else. So they then <laughs> sack Nagelsmann to put Tuchel in, which means that Graham Potter probably is getting the sack now because Chelsea deep down want want Nagelsmann. Nagelsmann. Uh, Fabrizio Romano is sort of saying that they're in talks, that he's the uh, favourite, he's currently the favourite. Uh, there's a couple of other options, but it it feels like an obvious one for Nagelsmann. And again, it's getting to the point, and there was a st- I saw this stat in this article, I thought it was really good, because th- we've seen this with Watford. Watford, like, change manager, change mm. manager, change manager, change manager, and it worked. The Worse. general trend Chelsea, was that you became, a, you became a Premier League club, which mm. Watford weren't. But listen to this. So the LMA have, have said that the average tenure of a dismissed manager. So you have the Klops and the Guardiola guys that stick around for a long time, but across all four divisions, is eleven months. Wow, eleven months. So Good year, if, if I if I'm Nagelsmann, I think you take that Chelsea job. You're quite excited about it. You you go into it knowing full well that it might not work, and if it does work, then great. You get. But either way. We're getting to the stage with Chelsea that your reputation isn't affected. Mm. I don't think if it fails, does it? If Nagelsmann fails, oh no, as a manager because for you because yeah. for you to get the Chelsea job, you've got to be a, a manager of a right. of a certain level. But if it doesn't work out, his reputation isn't hit, and so I think sometimes certain managers won't go to a certain club because yeah. they go, if this doesn't work, I'm I'm done for here. Yeah. yeah, and then there's it's kind of the Graham Potter scenario as well, where it's like. He had to take it. Yeah, he oh, had of course. to take it, and he knew it was. He knew the club is not <laughs> is not on um, solid ground like it was at Brighton. Mm. He knew, but he knew he had to kind of make that jump. You've seen it so many times with players as well. Like, again, maybe Chelsea. If you think of say like um, Sean Wright Phillips kind of making that jump, even though being you know big dog at Man City going to Chelsea, Jack Rodwell, is it Jake mm. or Jack Rodwell, you know those, those kind of players. A similar thing kind of happens. So if you're Nagelsmann, you free take hit. it, don't you? It's a free hit. It feels like a free hit, right? Mm. I. To an extent... He's only 35. So he's only 35, and sure, I get that. And I think a lot of his pre-Bayern stuff Mm. is still very much in the memory because it's so so soon he's been sacked, right? Mm. Yeah. And he is a a good manager. Exciting. He's an exciting manager. Weirdly, so uh, I think if Nagelsmann works, and this isn't necessarily my theory, but it's a friend's theory, I think if Nagelsmann works... Worked at Chelsea. Yeah. So he was successful. What's, I what think, does I that, work. What does I think that... Graham Potter would have therefore worked, but I think you would have just so, had to give him time. So two questions, right? Yeah. So first, one question for you, Zach, but uh, I'll ask you this one. What, it, what do you consider working? Top four. It's top four. He's, Next he's got season, it. top four. Um, I think being in competition for top four has to be there. Okay. And I think the problem, the problem is, for him... There is so much competition next season because Newcastle will be better. Mm-hmm. I think Liverpool will be improved. Brighton and, keep going. Uh, yeah, never Brighton, know. Yeah. Lots of teams will keep going. Yeah. And it will make it more competitive than it's been for the past 
seven, six, seven seasons, right? And that is the problem for Chelsea. Is Nagelsmann could come in and, I mean, he could smash the doors, but it would be like, he could still do that relatively and it would still be that it wasn't good enough to get top four for them. Uh, yeah, certainly this season. I mean, that, that's... No, no, I mean, right, next right. season Sorry, as next well. Season, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Right, second question. Say you'd not say you'd not sacked Tuchel, would the general landscape be more bu- more uh, exciting at Chelsea if he'd stayed in the job? I think uh, with to- with Tuchel, I think if he had had another month, because I do think people forget about how bad it was when he when he was leaving. I mentioned the Leeds result earlier. There was or when he got sacked, there were a couple of results quite early on um, that showed maybe things weren't quite working out anymore with Tuchel at the at the helm, so on and so forth. Um, would it be more exciting? I think it would be, yeah, maybe slightly. Because I think I think people would have like um... because the manager that you're going after has just been sacked because they wanted your manager two ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It's I, I think, but things with Chelsea fans like they have a they have like this way of of getting excited over anything anyway. Like it, yeah, I mean, over like yeah. they like you look at this case now. Like the, Potter's gone. Now we can go get the the most exciting manager. Like that's what you hear now. Like he's the most exciting manager in the world. Like he's thirty five and he's already by, managed Bayern Munich. He's done this in the Champions. League, all the, these he's all these like little stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so I think we've we, if Thomas Tuchel was still like got sacked yeah yesterday, I think there would have been a lot more acceptance of like. Because as I mentioned earlier, I was thinking that he, when he got sacked, I still think he had about a month credit, months credit or so, or at least up into the World Cup credit sure. to, to to see whether he could have saved it, right? And if he didn't and he got sacked then, I think there would have been a lot more of like a, an acceptance of, yeah, it's not gone that well. He was great. We won the Champions League with him. But look, we're, we're 11th and, and it's going, going poor this season. How often do you think it is that you bring a new manager in and you instantly know it works? Because I, so I felt this with uh, Klopp. I felt this with Pep. You see, you look at them and you go, works. I thought that was too cool. Your, your gut. But it, well, I thought it, it was too cool. But it did. <laughs> and that's, so this is what I find amazing. And this is why fans have to te- be like part of the problem mm. is be it in any facet. If you're spending too much as a club, you as fans should be going, mm, I don't think we've got this money. Mm. But the same when it comes to managers is you're going, you're saying how bad it was with Tuchel. Like zoom out. Like, look at the like. This is what's the difference between form and and forever? Yeah, like, yeah. Th- that's the difference here. Is that because if you zoom out, the guy done really, really well mm-hmm. and would have done well again. You would imagine, but he didn't feel. He obviously didn't feel safe there, and obviously there was other things at play. Yeah, it yeah, seemed yeah. like, but um, but yeah, because I just think it's it's just success isn't linear. Like it's, Arsenal might be average next season, yeah. and fans will start going, oh, he's done it, he's washed, it's whatever. Like, it's like, what are you on about? Like, uh, you've got to back the man. Like, you have to, but, at some point... But the issue is the what you mentioned concept. earlier about how nowadays... Like, I don't, I don't know, because it's always kind of happened with Chelsea where, where we've always been... If you have a manager longer than three years, wow, like, yeah. get him in the history books. He's, Who was the last he's one? He's a legend. I don't uh, do Frank had two and a bit. But he didn't get he three. Did. Didn't get three. Uh, Conte Rafa had Conte had two. Conte had two. Mourinho, yeah, isn't it? I think it's well, Mourinho. Sort of. Didn't Mourinho? Eat, did Mourinho even make three? Mourinho made three. Made three. Mourinho made three. He in made three in first, first in. Right, but first second in. was he your last manager to have three years? Amazing. Oh, oh, Close there because Con- Ancelotti but, didn't. Did he? But then I, I no, no, Ancelotti. No, he no, got but, two seasons and yeah. he and oh yeah, that is. But I, this is what I mean is that I find that a lot of Chelsea fans have this feeling of they want a manager to stay. Like they want a ma- like it, they we want to be loved. Oh, yeah, like yeah, we yeah. want we want a guy sure. to give our love to and not have a feeling that in six, six months time he might be out. Because I, and I think the, that's why they saw they had that with Frank. Because remember when Frank came in, there was a whole talk of like we're changing here. <laughs> like 
we know we've been higher and fire and we've had success from that. But look, yeah. we've got this young team. We've got a young manager. We're going to commit. And then he got fired. And then we've got Thomas Tuchel. He's not won the Champions League. He's like, cool. This is the one, guys. This this is the one. Yeah. Got fired. Potter, five-year deal. Like the second manager in like the past 23 years have been given a five-year deal. And we're like, no, he's the one. Potter will be. Potter <laughs> must like... be watching this. These guys come in though. Whoever comes in, it's like watching your ex with a you know with a yeah, new yeah, man, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is unusual anyway, or with a new woman. You know? Yeah. Um, and with that, Both. he must be watching them and going, oh, he gets to field the player that was injured. Oh, he yeah, gets to get yeah, rid of yeah, the yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, he yeah, gets yeah. to do... Like, that would be what would annoy me if I was Graham Potter, because I'm looking at it going, he's I never doing even the had things content. I would have yeah. done. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you do, do you have a number nine right now? No, no, because your main young number nine, who's really injured, audacious, yeah. is injured right now, and he would have completely changed their attack. He was... like I remember watching him live. I Fair saw enough. Chelsea Liverpool... Uh, and now, sorry, it was Southampton, Liverpool, and then I saw a Chelsea game where he played. I was like, "This guy's massive!" Like, bro, it's bro, bro, yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, you just look at him and go, Rapid. "That is scary." Yeah. And now they've signed Haaland in the league. Everyone goes, "Oh, he's Chelsea's Haaland," and the whole narrative changes. So, whichever the next manager is and gets that, Graham Potter must just look at him and go. Ooh. <laughs> I don't. I think there'll come a moment of reflection. We go. It doesn't matter because. The problem, the problem at Chelsea, more so than any club, and it is an incredibly unique situation, is that I think you're right. I think there are a lot of Chelsea fans that want to be... They really do. They want to be good, but they can't hold their nerve. Yeah, yeah, And I yeah. think that will continue for the foreseeable, regardless of who gets the job. Do you know who lets them hold their nerve? I think there's one name in football that holds their nerve. Carlo Ancelotti. You bring Carlo in, he's a steady hand. Things behind the scenes sort of sort themselves out, mm-hmm. and you basically just go... Give us two seasons and we'll be all right. But you know he's been there before, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and and no, they but, didn't hold their nerve. No, no. But they've only done well. But he knows that. Carlo Ancelotti yeah, is yeah, not yeah, coming yeah. for a five-year thing. Carlo is a clear signal that you go short-term, decent manager. Would, we know what we're deal doing. Deal with the things behind the scenes. Whilst we, you exactly. then do, yeah. And all he does is just sit there smoking. And they go, does this work for you? And he goes, well, make it work. He would <laughs> certainly collaborate, wouldn't he? Yeah. Right, guys. We're going to talk about uh, Liverpool against Chelsea. And probably focus on Liverpool a little bit more. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then we'll back to be back to uh, talking about managers. Could Brendan Rodgers be the next Chelsea manager? Uh, we'll be, be back after this. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Right, let's talk about the game briefly, because... New bounce for you, hopefully. Ooh. And, um, hopefully you, not. It, and <laughs> could this be Klopp's luck? Lo- nah. <laughs> uh, how are you feeling about Liverpool, if they lose this one? Because I keep looking at the table and I'm sort of, we were chatting about this last week hmm. on ESPN, sort of saying, at some point. And I think after this game, then the sort of run gets a little bit easier. And you, I, sure. I, I'm waiting for Liverpool to go on that run. And, you know, if you do win this one, that puts you in quite a solid position to, at the very least, get close to fifth, maybe, maybe even fourth. If Man United can't get their their act together, and they are all stumbling a little bit, aren't they? You know, after this one, we got Arsenal. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. So, but yeah. after these three, right, so after I knew these three. three yeah, yeah. No, what no, have no, the Romans no, no. ever done for us? 
you got I seven points. But, <laughs> but there is a, I mean, Leeds United is pretty tricky. <laughs> there's a general yeah. feeling. No, that kick you, it down the road. You always beat Arsenal, don't you? That's what uh, think. No, that's that. But I think that this that is kind of one anymore. of those seasons. Yeah, I, I texted a friend last night because um, I just I was I logged on to uh, SofaScore like you do, and PSG are losing one nil. Napoli are four nil down. I just screenshot it. and Went football's broken. That's <laughs> I don't understand what is happening. I can't work it out. So I do think this this is the time where Chelsea are on the down. Liverpool are also on the down. No one can really work it out. This is a battle of like the two teams who can't, just can't work out what their identity is at the moment, right? Would you not remember the game at Anfield? And like, not, I try not uh, to. Yeah, it was so boring. So like bad. the most exciting thing was it was Mudrick's first appearance. Yeah, and he ran past Milner. Milner got subbed off for Trent, and that was it. And the cup finals as well recently have not been. No, no, no the, what, the penalties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we absolutely killed you on penalties. It's a um, long wait for some excitement in a game. That is funny that those games have. And actually, we're going to do that. We're going to look at all of those games. They're always. You know, it's not like ding dong four fours, is it? It's always pretty tight these games. When you think of Arsenal Liverpool, those games are crazy. Mm. That sort of the history is always pretty tight, isn't well, it? Well, that, that that stems all the way back to Mourinho and Benitez and those guys. Even then, though, you know, you guys probably dive into this more than I do. Generally, it's like the, I doubt the need, it. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the need for top four, because what's been happening with Liverpool for I think for quite some time. Certainly this year, it feels like all the noise really is. Not really even about this year. It's about the summer and about the rebuild. And so there's a sense of compromise that constantly surrounds the club. How so? How big of a, a effect does not finishing in the Champions League places have on Liverpool? Both, I guess, financially, but in terms of sort of the PR of the club when it comes to to, to signings. Like, how big of a deal is it you getting into the Champions League? Is it the be all and end all, or are you guys just so big now that you're, you'll always well, be fine? I think top four. I think. I think it depends on the player. Uh, I remember someone was saying before, like, oh, if you don't get top four, you can't sign the player. And I actually think Arsenal's shown that quite a few times that you can't, like, look in the summer, they went and got Zinchenko and Gabi Jesus from Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, you, these, getting, like, Champions League football isn't, isn't a... Yeah, I think that's not Isn't as big. As well. I do think it might be slightly different if you're a 29-year-old player who's never played in the Champions League before. Like, yeah, then it can yeah, be yeah. slightly different. But most of the guys you're buying nowadays are super young, and your pitch to them is, we haven't got it now, but... With you, we'll be getting Champions League football, so on and so forth. Like, for instance, the big one that everyone talks about is Jude Bellingham, right? Is and it? and um, and about whether he could go to to Liverpool. Um, and I always think like one of the things is always, if Liverpool no. don't get if Liverpool don't get top four, he won't be able to he won't be joining them because he wants to play in the Champions League. He's, He's nineteen. Yeah, yeah, it'll be all right with one I, year. That, that, if that changes, that one season changes your opinion. Then yeah. I sort of go, you know what? Go to the other team. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I think like, I think that's especially especially Liverpool and Arsenal. They're always going to be huge clubs and you, you what you probably want to be as much as in the Champions League you want to be on the up curve mm. you want to be there as they're on the like oh okay I can see where this is going yeah this sounds fun and I'm going to be a part of it and actually start games yeah I'll, I'll sign I also think at Liverpool so many of the like if you're a footballer you're watching those games and you're going oh I see where the issue is there I see where the issue is there okay I can see how I could fit I'm in. Fixed. Yeah, I'm I, I, can fix, I can do something yeah. in that midfield, or I, I could be, yeah. you know, I maybe wouldn't do that. I'd do this. And you're coming in with a different mindset, possibly. You might worry maybe a little bit about the fact that the club hasn't made that and that, like, that actually there was plenty of investment at Chelsea and Liverpool had a decent team and even then they didn't make it. So am I joining a club where it's just not going to win? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's maybe the, the, the worry for you. And then you've committed to a team, you waste three to five seasons of your life there. But broadly, the players that Liverpool sign, if they don't want to be there, they'll leave. Yeah, and yeah, maybe it's different for Chelsea because of your long-term contracts. But it was, is there any fears 
I mean, you're not getting in the Champions League. So we might win it. Financially. I'm telling you, the oh, way yeah, yeah, with yeah. the That's way Chelsea that's with the way so Chelsea, Chelsea. Ah, it's, it is, is that the front it is. Yeah. It's like honestly, I've I'm convinced <laughs> we're making the final. By the way, I yeah. know you are. Yeah. I know all of you are. Like, because, I can't because, wait. I really because, hope you go out. Because, because this is not I want to see Real Madrid. No, I agree. It's not fair. I agree. It's ass. not fair. However, if history yeah. was to tell us every time it's it's going so bad for Chelsea, somehow something works out. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think that's when, when Thomas Tuchel won it. Ridiculous. Yeah, I totally. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I, I think that's so. I think though that is a very selective telling of history, because I actually think yeah, when it's gone really bad, and I don't remember that. So no, I just but, forgot. No, but it. even even Rafa Benitez, like you win the Europa, Europa League. League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, it's a nonsense. You're not winning that. <laughs> I, I do think though. I, I, you get what I'm saying though. I think that's a very. I think you had a good team then. I. I I get what you're saying. If you were, so, my face. so when when Thomas Tuchel took over and Chelsea were, had to play Atletico Madrid in the quarters mm-hmm. and then face Real Madrid, I don't think anybody was saying Chelsea will win the Champions League here. Okay. Like now, like nobody would say Chelsea will win the Champions League. Maybe in 2012, people would have said the squad's got the experience, whatever. But but and again, look, if I'm being honest, we're not going to win the Champions League. However, there's a little bit of it. But <laughs> it, do, just... it does reek of uh, the defending champions, surely not, surely not, right. and then you go and do it. Sure. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be outrageously surprised if you, you were able to beat in the Champions League. I think Sorry, it's definitely worth, definitely worth a bet. Back to Liverpool. Hmm. One player that could come from Chelsea to oh, Liverpool. Man, he's Mason. Good old Mason. Yeah. Mason Mount, for those of you... Who are sort of just stumbling there? Going, Who's Mason? <laughs> Which Mason? No, there is another Mason. I don't yeah, think you'll be signing him. Oh. Um, do you? Um, how much is it about these individual players, and how much is it about getting the system back on track when it comes? Liverpool's to all about the system, but the the problem is you need technically proficient players. Does it need to be a new that. system? Is this like, or can you go back to the previous system and it's no. just currently broken? No, so we can't go back to the previous system. Would be my point now. I think the previous system is now. Uh, a found out by other managers, so they it's quite easy to work out. Even Carlo Ancelotti, actually, after beating Liverpool after the Champions League final, said we understood what they were going to do, mm. so we knew we could beat them with that. Right. And it seemed quite—I mean, it seemed quite an open and closed thing for Real Madrid in beating Liverpool. And I think Klopp and his backroom staff realised we need to change. The problem is, I'm not really sure that the players have coped well with that change, and I don't think that change has been managed. But that's, that must be tough when you when you have for say five years, six years, been playing that one style. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and it's worth. Yeah. yeah, it's tough. And, and not only that, but a lot of that is down to what you believe to be something mm. to almost inherent to you, and then they change the rules, the goalpost change, not the literal ones, but the goalpost <laughs> change in training, and suddenly they go. Oh yeah, wait a minute. The pass that I had before isn't on anymore. My instinct yeah. when Klopp first came in, his chat was about playing from the German phrase was playing from the stomach, and you know not not necessarily thinking, just looking up ball goes, looking up ball goes, get the ball through the midfield goes, the, and then the ball's in the net, and that was how Liverpool looked. It was literally yeah. it looked so instinctive, so second nature to them, and now it's the complete opposite of that. So I do think weirdly. It's, it reminds me a lot of that season where Liverpool started playing the high line all of a sudden and everyone went, oh, oh, he's an idiot voice. He's a moron. For <laughs> yeah. And then the high line got them further than they've ever they been They were nearly before. through, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he was offside, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but there was that yeah. other time they nearly went through. Yeah, right. but he was offside, yeah, exactly. wasn't he? <laughs> and, and for a while, that it, you, you got sick of explaining that to people. But on the back of that, that, that spawned an even better Liverpool team. And at yeah. that point, you were sort of going, no, they won't get better than that. And do you know what I mean? So, so, so really, the, the man that you're backing over all of this is Pep is, Lingers. Is, it, so he's, 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 he's not number two. Because that's what I was going to say. Was like, as much as you know, this is called the ripple effect, and often we're thinking of, of those consequences. Sometimes 
managers are wonderful with a team in a moment in time. You've seen it like numerous times and they'll, you know, they then move on or like the, the game moves on a little bit mm. and people have figured them out a little bit. Understandably, correctly, Jurgen Klopp has so much credit in the bank. But when it is possibly about the system, but it has to be a new system, do you think it's it's not it's about the new Pep instead of uh, Klopp because you need someone to find that new answer of and it was almost like reinvent the game again because that's what keeps happening. I know it goes in cycles football, but what, the way that Klopp was playing, it was new and I I, th- now I think it's old. I think the stuff that will come out about this season and it's not stuff that I know that I'm hinting at. It's stuff that from what I can from what I can see, I think the stuff that will come out about this season in the wash where people will go, oh yeah, of course this player wasn't happy that player wasn't that you know there was a player that wanted to leave there are multiple different players that don't want to necessarily be there and in previous seasons there was quite a harmonious squad and that helped a lot yeah the players are not happy with this change clearly and i'm not saying that from something that that i have because an you're insight. not winning are you yeah a they're that. not winning and b i don't think they're happy of the method of losing so they're not happy with the, that they're all being hung out to dry because klopp and the backroom staff are basically going you're playing this way, all right? right? And if you fail, you fail. Top stars don't like that. Mm. They don't like a, an environment where it's like, look, you're playing right back, Trent, at that point, and the, the centre-backs are all going to rotate over here. And if you guys get caught out, we told you what you need to do. Now use your footballing instincts to make this work. They're trying to change the ethos of what Klopp is trying to achieve. It doesn't change the intensity in the long run. In the short term, it does. Right. They're trying to be a smarter side. They're trying to be a. They're so trying to play better football. So although people think, I think a lot of people feel like Liverpool are sort of staying in the same spot or going backwards. Do you think this is what's happening right now is growing pains? Absolutely. Yeah. Really. I think, you, and it's growing pains not only in tactical terms but also in terms of how the players are being expected to change and the new roles that people are being expected to take. And inevitably, so, a lot of those players won't be. Correct. And uh, I, not, I don't know whether I question their capability. I think technically they're capable, but I think there are just too many players in that team right now. There is an aging squad, is what I'm well, saying. Well, if you went to if you went to Salah, for instance, who or Salah, for instance, I love the way went, you say Salah. Yes, yeah. no, <laughs> I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Um, and you went, hey, I know you're, however, like into your 30s now. We just gave you the contract, but oh yeah, you, we're not going to be tight. We're not going to be challenged for the title. We need to rebuild. We need to like develop this for two years. He's going to be like, oh, come on, lads. Yeah. So I've got to be on this. The weird thing is there are certain members of the team where I can quite clearly see that that person is invested. For a long time, it did look like Mo Salah was not invested. That's not me singling him out either. That's just a name that came to head. No, sure. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's your biases. Yeah, my biases. Um, (laughs) But within that, he's also one of those ones who looks like he's actually sort of enjoying a bit Mm. of the change now. But initially, he looked miserable out on the pitch when we first changed that system. And you could see he was like, there's there's no one, I don't know where to pass to. Mm. He looked isolated. There was always chat of, all this kind of stuff. You, you remember that chat. Now, he's got Harvey Elliott under his wing. He's, you know, Trent is trying that little overlap thing. There's plenty of things that work. Mm. The problem is they're in this, we need to reassure the players that we're going to win. So sometimes we'll play Henderson on that right side. And oh, it's yeah, sort of like, of there's wins. your crutch. <laughs> yeah. And then we also sometimes need to go, but this has got to change. Right. And that's the real issue at the moment. And I, I don't know whether Liverpool have fully hung everything on getting Jude Bellingham which is partly why I think they go down the Mason Mount route. If they don't get Bellingham, I reckon Klopp goes to the board and go, we've missed out on Bellingham because you guys haven't put the money in or whatever it is. I want Mason, I want this guy, I want that guy. And I think they're if Liverpool don't miss out on, if they miss out on Bellingham, they'll get four or five signings. See, that's the thing. I, I think it's very interesting and I don't think there's, there isn't a correct answer because you can't, you know, foretell the future. Mm-hmm. But if you do get Bellingham, 
you've either got Bellingham or you get three three or four mm. players. Now, those three or four players, if scouted right, which Liverpool generally do, can could become wonderful, wonderful players That's who are a... just slightly uh, less good than Jude Bellingham. And if Jude Bellingham does sign for Liverpool, as much as there will be excitement, there'll be positivity, there'll be a huge amount of pressure on him as well. And, and other issues if he well. gets injured, then, you know, or it doesn't... That will be... This is the thing I always find when I look into sort of the next season. I always think, what's the narrative? When Leicester won the league, the only story is them getting relegated. Mm. So with Jude Bellingham or Darwin Nunez, which I fall into the trap a little bit, I still don't think he's the, like the, the finished article. Is that the right phrase? Yeah. Uh, finished article. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, the like there are those storylines that we naturally see, and I think the Jude Bellingham one is is but, there's so much hype around. It. If they do get him, I, I think look, be excited. Oh yeah. But there will be risk associated. But with if it. I went to you, like if I went take away Jude Bellingham, right, and and to, to an extent, to an extent, you can't really do this in football, I guess. But if I went to you, here is one nine out of ten player, or here are four seven out of ten players, and you've got more than just one issue. You'd normally take the four out of four, um, the four yeah, players, that's sure. seven out of ten. However, I think because you look at Jude Bellingham and he is this guy where it's like, he could be the best English midfielder ever one day, so on and so forth. Yeah. There is that excitement to be like, okay, we should push on for him. It's the personality but, of him, I think, that's so exciting. Yeah, it is that. Yeah, it, it matches is, it is. so much. And, it, 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 like, oh, and then there's so the story well. of like, oh, he's a Steven Gerrard fan. Like his, his favourite midfielder, Steven Gerrard. It's just it's like, like him, though, as is, well. That's the is, thing. As much as him liking him, I think that's a big part of it as watching well. Watching him live, like we were, we were fortunate enough to, to watch him live at the World Cup. Like that's the true. guy's just ridiculous. Yeah. And then and then you see the things on the pitch at the World Cup where he's like, best mates of Jordan. Henderson, he's got him under his Trent wing, and like Trent. Guys. But even so the other side of it, screaming the at the other guys. Yeah, and the guy's a child. And I get, yeah, and, and that's. <laughs> that, and this is, by the way, these are these are all things that Liverpool need. Yeah. So at the moment, the reason Jordan Henderson plays games is because, having made a documentary on the guy, the players need a bit of a screaming out. The Definitely. players need a bit of reminding but what is going on out. Yeah. They need a clop guy. And I think and at Henderson the moment, did that actually in the, in the he World does, well. he does. And I actually does. wonder. I always wonder in football. I think things like that are so like it's so easy to contemplate and put context into. It. Scores goals, makes passes, dribbles. You can't get a stat for. Jordan Henderson's leadership or like the yeah, potential yeah. bloody try. I did try there <laughs> needs to be a metric <laughs> on it. Yeah, words per minute. Like <laughs> yeah. um, we we need to move up we could talk about this forever because I do want to talk about uh, Leicester and Brendan Rodgers um, losing his job and the next option uh, Graham Potter is the hot favorite. He is I now I think Potter even... would be crazy to take up another Does job. Does he need to away. Yeah, do you think he needs a little break? Yeah. Just wait for the England job. Oh, smart. Wow. That's an option. Stabbing your own man in the back as well. Yeah, yeah, that's well. horrible. As long as it starts you with a G. Yeah. As long as it starts with a G, it's got an A and an R. Yeah. Then you're fine. Uh, uh, I think it's interesting if he does kind of make that move. Uh, Brendan Rodgers losing his job. Another great example of like uh, uh, that video that I saw where they're all so delighted for him to leave. Again, just like sort of short-term it's vision crazy of it. But they, they were all, to a man, keen for him to, to leave. Do you think that... Do you think that Leicester City are going to go down, and, and do you think this was the right move? I think I think there are worse clubs than Leicester City that that will like. I think whoever gets relegated this season, this sounds really basic, but in terms of isn't because they were better, like Leicester were better. I just think there are sides that are. That are I think really it's a bad. hunger issue. I in terms do. of what, I, staying I, in the press, because I think that again, narratives matter. They play on your mind, and they can change the sort of percentage of a game one or two percent. And I think with Leicester and with West Ham in particular. I think those two clubs mm-hmm. go, everyone's going, I'll be fine. No, I know it's bad. No, I know. I'm fully aware it's bad. Everyone said we'll, felt, be yeah, yeah. we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. They'll be West fine. Ham in particular, everyone said that all season. Yeah. And I, I think they're still, look, it's so tight there. It's absolutely yeah. amazing. We lose points. one big boy. 
this season. Someone's going. Yeah. yeah, someone's going for sure. And I, I think the sort of the clawing your way to points and clean sheets importantly as well, because this is such a strong league. Mm. Like 12 managers going now. And I think there's only one or two. I think it's Forest and West Ham are the only two teams in the bottom half that haven't changed. And there's been rumours about Forest. There's obviously been rumours about Cooper as well recently. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And he's well, he only just hung around yeah. before. I yeah, know yeah, Forest yeah. fans absolutely love him, but they Mace, are a bit, yeah. getting a bit disappointed with with him. Uh, it's a lot it's change, amazing. Again, a lot of change though. That club. Like, but it's, it's all like it's all everyone's sold. used their turbo boost. Well, well yeah. Because if you're not, yeah. <laughs> now Leicester are going right. Well, yeah. I don't want to. But, yeah. Because this is what's amazing is you go if you say. Say Brendan Rodgers wasn't the manager. I always think it's a good game. It's like if you go, if he wasn't the manager and he'd Who's been out of the job for like three months, mm-hmm. he'd be one of the favourites. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He'd go, he'll do a job for you. He'll do a job for you. But that's the Amazing. problem with Brendan is Brendan does not age well as a manager mm. at any of these clubs. And I think it's partly his, he's got this personality, which I think initially is very endearing to the new fan base who want to like him because you're almost open to liking him as a fan base. You're like, he's confident, well, isn't we've, he? We've got him for a little while. He seems quite sincere, if a little too sincere sometimes <laughs> like some of the stuff he says you're like oh that all yeah change that a little yeah. bit and, but over time i think those same things that endear you begin to wear with that's Brendan certainly Rogers. what the Leicester City fans were saying and that over this sort of period and again i come back to that thing of like their squad is good enough to stay oh, up mate but definitely i think they've got a problem with the spine and and like it's very sort of it's been aging in terms of vardy not really doing it anymore schmeichel leaving yeah, they didn't buy know. well in the summer really it was pretty damning by the way if schmeichel schmeichel was like a sorry what what are you doing why are you going why are you just going somewhere else do you know it doesn't make any sense to me that you just up and leaves. I think he wanted to play a bit of Europe. There's a few different things that it seems like. He was and also on, he was on the decline as well. And he wasn't how much fuss though, if that makes sense. With very little yes, fuss. Yeah, no, he sort of snuck off, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, that was and I was a bit like, okay, that's really yeah. unusual. And then Something's Lester, off. Yeah. Lester like, who's our replacement? Yeah. Oh, Ward. Yeah. Ward? Yeah. But yeah. Ward. No, Brandon Rogers has been the embodiment of that. It yeah, will, it will yeah, be, yeah. I know we lost another one, but it will be fine. And so I do, I don't, I do understand the need because this is the thing, that trap door, you do not... Well, the, although you don't want to go down, I would say that you should be fine with the squads that go down and the parachute payments that they have. And that often you're, you're okay. But also there's a million different stories of it, of it not working yeah. out. And once you get past those second year, third year without the parachute payments, you are in serious trouble unless you're a, a massive... Well, even player. more so when you look at Leicester now and you're like, where do they get their goals from? Where does every come from? Oh, it's James Madison. Will James Madison stay at the club they go down? Never in a million years. Will he stay regardless? Like, yeah, yeah, well, know, yeah, very true, very true. You know, I do also think they have a problem with, I think there are a couple of players in that squad who would just get picked off if they went down. Oh, easily. So yeah. um, there's Madison, obviously he's going to get picked Harvey off. Harvey Barnes. Yeah, uh, Dakar, yeah. I think uh, even Tete, even Ndidi. There are just multiple different people who will either be going up or in the Premier League. Jewsbury Hall. Uh, yeah, Jewsbury Hall. Yeah, yeah. I see good value in that player because yeah. you're going down. So that team would have to change quite quite considerably. I think Do that... they go back to Nigel? <sighs> I think Nigel's an option. Do you, I, I, what I would say is you've got to understand Who's doing who Sam Allardyce? No one's... <laughs> Taking Sam Allardyce. Surely. Stop saying it. Sam, no. How lot like the Allardyce guy in terms of like this Allardyce lives for March. He loved March. Yeah, getting sacked in he March. He plays for Brighton yeah. March. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because then they'd get him <laughs> in and Thank you. Squad joke. Uh, I, I do think you do need to keep an eye on like because they were going I don't want to laugh and I know this is why I haven't named them. Mocking this, the working the same classes. video. No, it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> no, where'd you go to that? The, they were going potch. Yeah. And you can't go, come on. <laughs> come on. That's brilliant. They said potch. It would work. Because that's the, like, Brendan Rogers. Pet might give you six months, if you ask him. 
Pep Linders. I, I, re- I, reckon, I reckon Pep Guardiola could do this as a part-time job and still keep them up. <laughs> Maybe. Well, no, he's always needed the players. Isn't he? Yeah. Rafa Benitez uh, is one of the, the mm, favourites. Thomas Frank, but what, you know, why? Why would you do that if you're in such a good Thomas position? Frank. That's it. I think it's, a, see, again, it's, it's an awkward, odd position because... Last time I was about this video, they put forward the three people. I wonder if they'll know that I'm talking about them. They were, they were saying, oh, no, I'm delighted he's gone. And so who's the sort of backroom team? And they're going, well, Jamie Vardy was an assistant. He could do assistant. You don't need your badges for that. Johnny Evans. I'm like, what? A, come on. This isn't Sunday. Yeah. Listen, is, is this part of the league? problem is we are just. This I is mean, what I mean. People think they know too much about football. They just right, want to change. People know too much about football. No, no, no. So they, that's the problem is what James has just proven there that people know. Or just, think they know too much. Yeah. They're at the beginning of that curve, which Jim yes. always talks about this curve is that when you first start on something, you think you know everything. Yeah, yeah. And all of us are doing that where we go, well, who could it be? It could be Jamie Vardy. He'd probably be striker coach. Uh, it yeah. would be, you know, Johnny Evans probably just does the tease, doesn't yeah. he? And and that's the point is we we put together these stupid teams. They just need a manager who comes in and goes right. I'm getting you to the end of the season. Frank, no, <gasps> no, Frank lamps, Frankie yeah. lamps. lamps. Uh, I think you need an older head here. I think you need Frank. And, and it kind of moves us on. Frank's you know, aging head though. So the his ma- head is aging. <laughs> yes, true. He's getting older. We're all yeah. aging. Yeah, we're all <laughs> aging. <laughs> yeah. The the there's the um. The Hodgson effect of Palace, right? And we, again, another thing coming Damn. back. I felt so bad for Roy. Damn He's it. retired. <laughs> yeah, Who's they, called him? They, they just keep pulling <laughs> me back here. <laughs> yeah. Same thing, isn't it? When Roy's, do you think when Roy's, Roy was just like what, what the newspaper having a tea and his phone just like started calling? Went, I've not seen that number. Yeah, in over a year. Yeah. <laughs> it says do not answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hello. But you know yeah. what though? That the, the, the oh, grandfather Roy. effect. <laughs> That yeah. we, we spoke about this in the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Go back and listen to it. We're talking about 10-week managers. <laughs> Neil Warnock's come in and, to my utter dismay, is getting a bit of a yeah, tune out yeah. of Huddersfield now. Mm-hmm. And it, that calmness, like you say, with Ancelotti, similar kind of thing. Steady it. He just comes and goes, I know what, guys, I know what we're doing here. We're staying up. Do, do you want, Eze, why don't you play in the middle? Yeah. At least say, stay over on the right. <laughs> Okay, if you keep getting on each other's toes, yeah. just wait for each other. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'll tell you what, guys. Maybe put the ball in the box. You've Have never, a shot. You never sounded more like Mike Bassett in your life. Had, <laughs> um, when, I would never put that on, on Roy. <laughs> but the, the 31 shots they had, 20 shots from inside the box. They Normally, they average 10 shots a game, right? In it's this game, they had more than 10 in the first 19 minutes, <laughs> right? And it's just a calm guy who goes, this isn't rocket science. And just maybe provide that little bit of clarity. Also I knows, think that's what Leicester. I wonder as well when it's happening. Like when it's when 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 Zaha's had like the tenth shot, and they go, "Guys, it's been twenty minutes." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's happening. Slow it down. They're yeah, all looking at down. Roy, being like, oh "But God. he reads the room." I think Roy Hodgson. Yeah, and I think that's where Rogers had not done that, as yeah. he hadn't read the room at Leicester, and that was he had the same problem at Celtic, mm. where he was doing things. He was managing Celtic in a literal sense. But he wasn't holistically managing Celtic. And the same happened at Liverpool. And the same would happen if he goes to Leicester. It's the short, you know, it's going to go well. And then it drops off very quickly. Okay. So to finish off this podcast, first of all, well done, Roy. Okay. No, yeah, absolutely. Go think, boy. I don't think he does miss out on a bit of respect now and again anyway. And if Roy stays, does Zaha stay? They're good friends. They seem quite... Tactile do you think the they dinner the together? What do you think I is think going on do, there? Yeah. Do you think, who do you think a drives the conversation so. there? I think Roy would kick Roy. it off. Yeah, I think Roy, yeah, Roy, well, he always has to. Zaha just go with it. I want a name for, for Leicester. I'll give you some, some options. Go on. Graham Potter, no. Rafa Benitez, no. Thomas Frank, no. John Dahl Thomason, Bielsa, Pochettino. 
Sorry, I shouldn't have. Hassan Hutel. Postacoglu. No. Hulmund, Denmark's manager. Sure, but these all the names you've done there are the guys who don't work in the short term and need time. So Bielsa is not just going to come in and. Do you remember Bielsa was like, "I'll manage. I want. I'll take over to Everton. I'll take over, but I want to manage the for the rest of the season the under twenty threes." Leicester are those kind of guys, though, aren't they? Where they do go. Is Harry Redknapp available? Do you so? Did Harry Redknapp ever retire? Come on, come on, come on! Out of that list, honestly, Hassan Hutel. I really like Hassan Hutel. I, I kind of agree with Loz. I don't think he's your... I don't think any of those guys that you mentioned there are the, I'm going to be here for, uh, for the rest of the, of the season and then you guys deal with a new manager next year. But, like, if you go down with Hassan Hutel, like, he's somebody that I could believe that that could actually get you playing nice football in the championship yeah. and get you back up and put you in a decent decent step. I think they've the, got some winnable games as well. And if, do you know what I would say is? Don't don't put anyone in. Put an interim manager in there. The players give it Vardy. Be, the, the, give it Vardy till end Where's of the season. Where's Rob Right? Yeah. The, no, all I'm saying is, I think you can bring another manager in. They might try and implement... The, all those names will try and implement a system. Yeah. I think a lot of these players will just be relieved to have a cloud lifted. And I think they play Villa next. That's not great for them. But... Mm. The cloud will be lifted off them. Don't don't bring someone big in. Just give Got it to stay time. Up, though. Got to stay up. Sure. I would say too. If you if you want to have a manager, you want to stick around. You want a safe bet. I do like Postacoglu. I do think that is a good. I shout. think he's. I think he goes higher. I think he like, he wouldn't want to manage a team that's just come out of the relegation that's zone. Maybe. But I also I think it's somewhat firefighting. Not your favourite granddad. But a granddad, nonetheless. Well, one of the two you've got. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe the step, step one. Yeah. yeah. And he's a little, and he's sort of into trains. Yeah, Rafa Benitez. I think Rafa Benitez I'm does keep them up. He has fine. three games, yeah, three or four yeah, games yeah. where he, you know, he takes the glasses off, pops them in, pop them in, and yeah. away you go. And he goes another victory. And the at, Leicester at, fans love him. Yeah. All right. I'll go and Rafa. Do you know what, if he gets to the semi, go look, Rafa. Like, we just kind of need to sort us out there. Sorry. Then you can kind of move on for something a bit fresher. I think Rafa's probably the most logical shout. Yes, I agree. And also the one who can get them to sort of play quite functional. For I like what he'll they do a with bit of Madison. Mm. I like what he'll do with that I, front line. It ju- sort of works. I wonder how many of the boards now are just like, God damn it, like, how do we let Villa go get Unai? Why don't we call it when they called it? It's like they played sure. the first card, like Wolves and right. Wolves and Villa. They, and they, they went Unai. Like, <laughs> and they were like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Wolves went, um, who's the manager? I've completely forgotten him. Uh, well, Lopetegui, Lopetegui, yeah. Lopetegui, 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 and then yeah. it was like, oh no, yeah, we went for the wrong, <laughs> wrong Spanish. What if they were to go for like a, a, a someone from say like a Sporting? I know Benfica, they can't go for Schmidt now, but like Amarim. Yeah, what if they were to go for Amarim? I think he, well, he's looking to Chelsea amazing, job. Yeah. I think he, I can see him going to Tottenham actually. Yeah. As well. I'd love that. Yeah, that's so Tottenham. As Surely well. it's Poch Tottenham, right, guys? Pochnam. I'm really loving the energy. Shall we do another one that comes out later in the week? Abs- yes, they yes. both said. We'll be back very, very soon. Thank you so much to both my guests, Lawrence McKenna and Zach Jalab. We're about to talk about Liverpool uh, and Chelsea and their history. So make sure you're following the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, in particular Spotify, because I'm saying it in their studio. And give us a five star rating and enjoy that podcast later in the week. Thank you so, so much. See you soon.